Hello, hello, Laurie Kilbarton. Number one album on iTunes and Amazon. Well, okay. I don't know how to measure. First of all, it's it's very. I've been just Just say thank you very much. And Ah! and no, wait. So, um, so yeah, for number one for a day, right? And then Mm -hmm. went down to two, and then went down. Bo Burnham, which not surprisingly would be number one, right? So right. So, and then it went down to, to three. Number two became Ninja Sex Party, which is a, <laughs> which... I guess a comedy band. Okay. <laughs> and they have songs. And then, uh, so I was three. And that, I bumped up to two again. So Ninja mm-hmm, Party mm-hmm. is three again. But but uh, chasing all of us at number four is someone named Wendy Ho. Yeah. And her, her album, Greatest Shits. Right, right. Her sitting on a toilet. And I tell you, I've never respected an artist more in my life. This lady knows who buys comedy albums. Right. It is. Uh, that is so hilarious. Uh, especially the the toilet fetishists. Oh, my God. Who are like, yeah. thank God there's a picture of this lady on the toilet. Yes. And my first track is called Human Shit because that's yeah. what you had to step over to get into the club that night. It's I listened possible. to it this week. What? I listened to your album this week. Oh, you did? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was driving up to the, up to the bombs. You've heard it all before. So I know, but I wanted to hear the version. Okay. It was Uh, great. It it is great. So is it? Okay. Hello. I'm like, okay, I'll just fill it. If you didn't like the album. (laughs) Right. Right. I realized the next statement either had to be anyway. So, or (laughs) it was great, which it is great. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, um, that but you know um it's so funny because to be number one on all of those things it just reminds me of my dad's thing about lie about uh just make up awards no one checks yeah Yeah. and so but in in this case i mean there's your number one you know for the whole day which you can get the screenshot you know you can screenshot the fact that there's 10 million downloads of your of your of your stand-up on pandora well uh, maybe i don't know what pandora is but here's the thing like also uh my manager bruce said you know the the out the market for people who download albums is very tiny you know because i was looking at the rest of the like the top 15 it's Dane Cook's 2003 album, Harmful If Swallowed. It's <laughs> Bill Burb at 2010. It's a lot of old albums. And it feels like who's buying albums, if you look at the top 15, are 45-year-old white men who want to remember what it's like to be in their 20s. Because, ah, yeah, because yeah. all of the other, besides me and this hoe, it's <laughs> all white guys. But yeah. that's not who's... You know, like that's not like young Who's people. filling that's, stadiums? They're yeah. It's, well, kind of it is, but it's it's all it was all all of their older stuff. It was really strange. There was no Chappelle or anything like that. It was a lot of older white guy stuff. And right, so right. I, I think part of what helped me is uh, a track called Human Shit. Track titles are so important. <laughs> <laughs> and I had like a sexy photo. You know, right? And I was oh. sitting. I was in water. You know, Wendy's on a toilet, but it's you do see the linkage 
if you are using <laughs> some sort of fluid, it's going to help you. That's what I say. Well, then I am screwed in two weeks. It's uh, my picture is there's there's I don't have like a boob or anything or I I just uh, it's just a bunch of uh, people in 3D glasses and masks. Could you make one of them? They're all sitting. Could you make one of them sitting on a toilet with their boobs out? It doesn't have to be you. Photoshop. Photoshop is amazing. Someone get on that. That'd be great. And then I can uh, actually uh, 800 pound gorilla sent me a really cool asset of one of the, they picked one of the people. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's a really cool still image of, they picked one of the people in the, in the, in oh, the, neat. in the stock photo. And I've already posted it cause I found it to be very cool. Yeah, and cool. Um, yeah. And um, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned, so I did a bunch of sets I had no sets, no, no shows, no shows. And then Friday, um, I asked Josh if I could go up at, uh, Yoohoo and he was like, or uh, flappers. And he was like, you can do both Yoohoo shows. So I did the seven 30 and the nine 30. And, um, this guy is a good guy and he didn't say anything terrible. I'm just going to type his name because he doesn't need it. Okay. He's, you know, he's essentially, he's a, he's a good haircut is what this guy is. You know, this guy. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he's a good guy, good great comic. You know, work the road. I've mm -hmm. been doing it for some time, but he for some reason wanted to discuss all the things that um, Chappelle and oh, okay. CK and and uh, this fuck. Wow. And I know it went on for uh, quite some time. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. and it went, and so um, he told me, and I did not know this. I did not. The, the interesting anecdote is that I guess because you know how I always say that uh, Louis C.K. I want Louis C.K. to have written the bit. Yeah. He writes what, the bit what? about about the terrible thing he did. Oh, it, right, right. He will process it. It will eventually be funny. Um, yeah. He will realize what he did wrong and blah, blah. But right. he will not. And so that guy told me that he actually does have a bit. And it's a bit about how, well, I guess you can change your mind in the once you've said yes. Oh, that's his take on on yeah. Oh my god! And <laughs> and I said to Michael Gelt, which is your joke. I said, yes, that's how it is with absolutely everything. You can borrow my iPhone. Oh, I want it back. I need it now. You oh, my, oh my joke about my kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd, mm -hmm. And so it literally was like a light bulb went off on 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 this guy's head. He was like. Yeah. It is like that with everything. Yes, absolutely. Even when your dick is hard, people can say, no, I don't want to do this anymore. And right. you have to you have to respect that and go, OK. Or you're like, oh, I need my iPhone back. They're exactly the same. It, even <laughs> though it's more exciting that your dick is hard, uh, there's no there's no difference. Those. Yeah. yeah, it's still that's the consent thing. That's why. Wow. I mean. Uh, what a takeaway. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I was, but I you was know, looking at him going, yeah. Oh, it's interesting that he never saw that. No, no insight whatsoever. Wow. I mean, we, cause I, it's, I, I feel like some of us are capable of changing and growing. So we assume everybody is like, mm. we could look back and go, oh, man, I was a total thoughtless asshole and I'm less of one now. I still <laughs> am one, but I'm, I've reduced yeah. it by 20%, right? Right, right. It's a, it's we, a freaking learned skill. Other people our age, other comics our age would look look back 
I don't know. It's just like, I, I think we, all of us going, oh man, Louie will write a really cool chunk about realizing what a dickie is. <laughs> and, and it'll be, it'll, it'll be trans transformational. And it yeah. would have been. And, and would have been. Too late and would have now. Been. Right. And helpful, you know? Yeah. It was Dave Reinitz at Flappers the other night. He said, you know, I have to tell you that I think that your spooky reading girl bit is incredibly helpful for people who don't have, have no definition of friendship. And, and I was like, oh, that's very sweet. And, uh, and it feels it feels like one of those timeless jokes. I haven't been able to find it. But um, but I because I was thinking, you know, the spooky reading girl bit I don't want to continue to do it just because mm-hmm. it's a good bit, but it, it just, um, I, I want to do new bits obviously, but, um, mm-hmm. but the t-shirt people are like, I would still like that t-shirt and I still have pins, but, um, it occurs to me, Chad Daniels has a new t-shirt that says, cause his joke that kind of blew people, mind blew, blew people's minds and kind of taught that was his drive safe. Don't rape bit. Uh huh. Do you know that bit? No, uh-uh. okay. I don't think well, so. Not, wait, I maybe I have listened to it. Right. Well, I can't. I, I was looking for the album that it was on so that I could reference it better. But it's essentially about when his son got his driver's license. Yeah. His son would leave the house. And the last thing that he would say to his son was <laughs> drive safe. Don't rape anyone. That's great. Drive safe. Don't rape. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so um, he sold a bumper sticker forever and now he has a t-shirt that says it wow <laughs> and i was like well i could sell spooky shirts forever i guess sure i mean it's always a good message yeah huh i don't yeah. have a shirt i don't know if i uh want to deal yeah. with shirts Right. You wanted to get into the heavy book uh, merch industry. <laughs> You're like, could everything yeah. weigh 11 ounces that I walk around with? <laughs> they each weigh a pound, I think. Oh, under. do they? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's 15 ounces. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, well, yeah. So, like, um, you know, I, I think, like, usually if you can have a pre-order date for your album, you can sort of juice up, you know, gin up like the number one thing, right? Okay. I don't know. I'm not really sure. I don't know how, like, I don't know how meaningful, it's almost like Montreal where you, where you're like, Oh, that'd be cool. And then you get it. And then maybe you get the check and you're like, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) right. Right. Apple takes 30%. So the, an album is 9.99, which is astonishingly, that's what they've been costing for 20 years like for, well, so course, examples. yeah stand-up comedy never gets more expensive for the customer it only gets it, it like everything and comics never seem to make more you know what i mean like right so then there's seven dollars left after the after the 30 if, if they're ten dollars and yes. apple takes i guess okay. I'm, I'm veering off track <laughs> and we have such a limited amount of time that jackie wants to keep me on on the same path i, I just want to hear the rest of the math because i think so here's the thing. So it, so we, we we'll have seven right to play with, but a gorilla gets half of that, so three fifty. Mm-hmm. So and then I have to give ten percent to Bruce. So I'm looking at like three dollars per album sale. So I don't I even know if there's if there's a hundred album sales or if everyone's if people are listening, they're on Pandora or Sirius or, or excuse me or Spotify. I don't really know. I guess I'll why? Find. Why do you give ten percent to Bruce? Did he yeah produce it? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he's my manager, so he gets 10% of that. I never did that. 
Maybe that's why you don't have representation. No, no, I had representation for 15. Wow. All right, then. I'm worthy. I'm Someone's worthy. been sending you bills for uh, 20 years that you've been thrown away. No, no. It's the, the deal I made with my manager was if... If she got me the work, she got 10%. If she didn't get me the work, she didn't get the money. Well, I think, I know what you're saying, but I think uh, mostly but other, the other people give everything yeah. when you're with me, right? Uh, okay. From then on. I All think right. that's more common. Okay. Maybe. Like, yeah. Although I wouldn't like the old... Uh, 45 jokes, any 45 jokes money and stuff isn't covered on that. But anything that I got or he got from when we started working together is, um, is okay. covered under that. I think. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And but um, I think if you were to retain management, that would be, that would be the deal. I, 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 I think that's why somebody might not be excited to manage you because they're only getting a percentage of what they get. Again, nobody, nobody is not excited to not manage me. No, but you said, you mentioned she, I don't know who she was, who was managing you, but I, we parted ways. It was right. mutual five years right. ago. We both had a tidy temper tantrum right. and, um, and, I was, uh, and, and I, I think I said, and she managed me for like 10, 12 years and she's a great manager by the way. And it's so funny because, uh, I, didn't want right. yeah and she was well, great and i i was just gonna say that 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 she, i thought that she wasn't doing enough she knew that she was doing as much as she could that and um and so we i had time better better when we broke up and i said well i guess maybe we uh maybe this isn't working out. And she's like, maybe it isn't. And so we parted ways and we are still friends. And well, well, yeah. I wonder though, if you had been giving her 10% of everything you got too, you know, that if that had made her, you'd like to think that. Yes. <laughs> that's what I'm counting on. <laughs> yeah. You're hoping that that's what's doing. Anyway, I was just curious at, at the deal. I'm always curious about the deal. I know. So, so that's the deal. Yeah. That's and. So, um, yeah, I am, I am hoping, well, I, I think the albums are kind of like, like 40, uh, you know, I think the specials, right? The videos, yeah. we always think that they're going to matter immediately and they don't, it takes like a year and a half. It's sort of cumulative and it, then it sort of pops and people are like, Oh, you have that great thing that you did. And I remember when in 2003, when I got my half hour special from comedy central, I was like, this is going to change my life. Everybody who never headlined me is totally going to headline me. And three years later, more people headlined me because wow. of it. It was yeah. annoying. It was annoying right. as hell. And yet it is, it, it did eventually help. Right. So, um, the problem with this industry is there's, there's patience that you don't want to deal with. Mm -hmm. And there's some sort of, this is a, there's a, like a five year window of maybe when you make the most money in your life. Right. 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 And, um, and you don't know when it's going to be. You don't know when it's starting. Don't you don't know when it ends. Car. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Don't spend all, don't buy the mansion because you don't know if you're going to have mansion money in five, five years. And who wants to fucking live in a mansion anyway? 
I, I did. I, I don't know yeah. about real estate. Real estate always seems to go up at some point, but don't, never buy a new car. Never buy a new car. Um, unless, unless cars are, unless it's the toy that you want, right? Like right. if that's I don't think your Jay toy. Leto listens to this podcast. But. <laughs> <laughs> or Byron Bowers. Actually, I think Byron Bowers, uh, he re- refurbs uh, old cars, which is kind of cool. And Sounds like, does he get in and tinker and actually physically? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, well, that's a different thing. I'm yeah. That's, saying. that's, cars are his, like, like you're saying from an investment point of view, a new car is dumb uh, because it loses all its value once you drive it off the lot anyway. Yeah. yeah so. and, and a used car will do exactly what a new car does. But right. So unless you're totally into cars. Yeah. It's yeah. uh are you how's your car search? Is your oh, car yeah. working just fine? I'm not or, searching. Or? I why are you obsessed with my mother's car and me getting rid of you, it? It's fine. You brought it up. I, I just wanted bring it up. You brought up cars. It you, makes me think that you do, you, you drive make... a death trap. You drive a death trap. I'm just going to say it out loud. What are you it talking is... about? It's a 2009 Corolla. It's fine. It's in good shape. <laughs> okay. Excellent. You haven't had to put any money into it. No. Okay. Well, then you're then Wait, you're fine. You have a 2008 I thought... Honda, right? No, mine's a 2015. I'm not, and it's a Corolla as well. I'm not oh, going to lie to you; it's pretty sweet. Okay. Uh, but I, yeah, and I, and we're gonna we keep them for about ten years. Um, I would keep it un- like you until the fenders fell off, and because I don't care about cars either. But um, but Andy is like ten years, and then you get a new two year old, three year old car. Okay, and then you start again, and I was like, okay. I'll, I'll do whatever you, I don't care if you, okay. if you have, if you're willing to sit through a five hour sales situation in a, at a car dealership, we, you can do whatever you want. Uh, I hate buying cars. It's, they, it, it should take an hour. I don't know why it takes five hours. Yes. Um, but okay. So, but there is a, there is a time when you're making the most money, but you don't yes. know when it is. Cause you always think, well, there'll be more on the horizon, but only, only when you get to your eighties, will you go, Oh man, that, that was, was a good decade. The yeah, that was it. Right. Right. You're like, Oh man, 47 to 52. It was an amazing five years. Wish I'd known and... that at 53 when I went on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. When I, when I was, should have been asking G for stock. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, so I well, did Andy Richter's podcast this week. Oh, cool! And I did, um, and so I hired Jess, the PR, uh, to sign me up for podcasts, and she's got me doing three podcasts a day for the next two weeks. Wow! Uh, like three or four days where I have to do three of them because other days are super, are super, um, are are already busy. Right, right, right. So. Um, I have done three podcasts. I think I have nine more set. She's going to try to, I know I'm going to New York the 6th to the 16th. That's when I'm going to New York city of January. Oh, of January. Okay. I booked my flight. I have a place to stay. Okay. We're, we're doing the show at the bell house on the 16th. I leave the 17th mm-hmm. and, um, and then I go to Mark Ridley's the following weekend. Hmm. So he doesn't work me. He's never worked me. He hasn't worked me since 99. Wow. So, what, what do you think changed? TJ Mark Walter, who gets 10% of my money. Um, yes. Okay. And 
it's cool. uh I don't know how he got him to do it, but uh in ninety seven he booked me and then he said, You're too much like Kathleen Madigan. And I believe I said back, which might have been part of the problem. Yeah, why would you want that? <laughs> and I'm not. But uh yes. Oh my god. It's it <laughs> the the <laughs> mind-boggling amounts of white male comedy headliners he had that all did the same exact joke about women going to the bathroom in pairs but you right. have the same accent as Kathleen Madigan <laughs> it's not like you'd be on stage at the same time or even back to back you know we, we've oh. been thinking about doing a Sklar Brothers kind of thing <laughs> Kathleen Madigan and I even though she's like literally probably you know 70 she's pounds lighter than she's- me and I'm wears high heels. Living her best life in a oh, in she's a living her best life. There's, I, she golfs, which I yeah. always thought was a thing that would get me work too, but I couldn't do it. Yeah, I think it. I, I don't think it hurts, but um, yeah, I was had no interest. And and they always had the golf comics always had to drive with their giant golf clubs. Like it that was their carry on. I just was like, why? Why would you have a habit like that? It's, mm-hmm. it's awful, <laughs> uh, but they're all millionaires or more. And so what, do, what do we know? What do we know? Uh, We're you just know what, one of along. our Patreons posted on our, on our Patreon board that, um, he had watched Nanette right on Hannah Gatsby's first special on Netflix. Yeah. And then the, you also might like the first 20 were male comics Whoa. And then a couple female comics and the, it was five total female comics, different ones. And as, as, as they kept scrolling, yeah, 39 male comics, different ones. Like, you know, God bless Whitney and Eliza for continuing yeah. to get specials. Good for them. But there's mm-hmm. other people like there's no variation in the amount of female comics. You right. know, it's like, Oh, okay. We'll give another one to the same two we've given seven to. Yeah, like, there's other people out here and we all we're all pretty good. Why can't why can't people choose between 39 female headliners? Because we're all out here. Yeah, 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 it's true. I wish they did. But um, <clears throat> were they I think were they six different women? Comics? Six different women. No, six okay. different female specials and five different women. So one of them might have been doubled Hannah's up. Other, but yeah. they, like Hannah's other special didn't even come up next after. Oh my she gosh! Did something called Douglas, and that yeah. definitely didn't come up for 20, 20 specials. Oh my god! Like they that couldn't, they couldn't conceive that you'd want to see her again. You, you obviously <laughs> need to see twenty men to undo the damage <laughs> did to you with one hour of Nanette. Crazy. Uh, and, and then we have to listen to these fucking big mouths complain that they're they don't have freedom of speech we don't even have the platform to be canceled for our material right i got right. some bad jokes i'd love to put on netflix okay <laughs> i got right. a lot of them somebody who was it i was talking to i was because last night i did oh i it must have been at the improv but um i did uh dynasty uh, typewriter and then mm-hmm. I did the improv lab last right. night and um, somebody came up to me and was talking about how they worked with you and they described your set as pitch black and um, when where uh, 
I think it was just a random 10 minute set that they were like, Lori Kilmartin, it was so funny, but it was pitch dark, man. It was pitch well, black. In a 10 minute set, I am going to get dark. I do. <laughs> I do soften it in longer sets because it's too much for people. And right. Nobody stuff. needs 45 minutes of and then and, and at the end of it, you're like, and here's the gun. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, that is. Uh, yeah, that is a lot. So um, I'm going to Minneapolis this weekend. You're doing you're doing Acme in December, right? I am doing Acme in December. That's right. that's great. I'm just doing their 30 year anniversary thing. So um, I'm, I'm going to. Yeah. yeah, I I uh, yeah, this week was like weird. Like uh, so. So Conan officially ended for me this week. Like we oh, okay. were kind of kept end of October. Him. Yes. To to work on a possible HBO show. But I think he just kind of wants to, uh, you know, kind of just see what he wants to do. I, yeah. I, I totally understand. Like you can't do something for 28 years and then immediately do something brand new. You just yeah. got to let your brain just rest you know yeah yeah so um so a couple of us were kept on just in case <laughs> yeah, yeah but that, that time's over so now it's like real and um and uh and my son turned 15 this week and we drove wow to- 15 i know he's gonna be driving my death trap apparently in here. <laughs> and then we All drove right. up Yesterday, or excuse me, on Thursday night, we drove up to the Bay Area to put my mother's ashes, the majority of them, in the niche next to my dad. In the death trap? No, I rented a car. I rented. Oh, thank God. Because, yeah, we did an Airbnb in Moraga, which I don't know know if you know the East Bay, but Moraga, like, it's, there's Orinda, which is super, super wealthy. And it's right near the Caldecott Tunnel before you get into Alameda and Oakland. Okay. And kind of next to it is Moraga, which is is wealthy, and then it gets wild, where you you're all of a sudden in county land and it's unpaved, and uh, people have propane gas tanks, but also gigantic houses. They have massive properties. Anyway, this lady had an Airbnb, and uh, while we were we we drove up and we got there like at 10 p.m. at night, and I felt like I was driving off a cliff the entire time because there's no lights, there's no street lights. Oh, it's right. The lights of this. And movie. is it cliffside? No, but no, but it, everything's pitch black and it looks like ki- killers will come out of every, like you're, <laughs> there's trees everywhere. It's, yeah. it's total, it's Halloween, right? Yeah. And, uh, and we couldn't find it and then we finally found it and it was, it was nice, but just to be around, just like, I live right next to a freeway, you know, I can't, there's, you can't get the sound of cars out of your head here. And then just to be with cricket, just only crickets, pitch black at night, you know, no lights. Yeah. You know, it's terrifying, but we had Charmy with us. So I was, I felt, okay. you felt safe. You felt safe. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but it was, it was very nice to get away. And then you, the, you the rented a, you rented a, a car with it that allowed a dog. Yeah. I told okay. her. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's uh yeah, the, it's I I you know when you go on the road so much you rent a lot of cars and one of the normal things that they're like no smoking, no pets, no smoking, no pets. So I guess if you just tell them they're like, oh, "Okay, well, no, yeah, well now we know." Yeah, doesn't have any hair or anything like that, you know. Right. <laughs> not shedding and stuff. But yeah, um uh, Hey, can yeah, we can we can we do a break? Hey kid. Your dad tell you about the time he broke Stephen Dorff's nose at the kids' choice awards. <laughs> 
In Dead Pilot Society, scripts that were developed by studios and networks but were never produced are given the table reads they deserve. When I was a kid, I had to spend my Christmas break filming a PSA about angel dust. So yeah, being a kid sucks sometimes. Presented by Andrew Reich and Ben Blacker. Dead Pilot Society, twice a month on MaximumFun.org. You know, the show you like, that hobo with the scarf who lives in a magic dumpster? (laughs) (laughs) Doctor Who? Yeah! Hi! Hey, you guys! Uh... You, here's the thing. This is an ad for Wild Alaskan, by the way. My name is Jackie Cation. Uh, when you defrost seafood, the countdown for freshness has begun. And who knows how long fresh grocery store fish has been sitting out for. Wild Alaskan Company freezes their fish right after it's caught, so on the boat. And so it's perfectly handled and delicious when you're ready to cook. It's super true. That's It's just real that, that it's a different quality. The Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably-sourced, wild-caught seafood seafood right to your door choose from salmon cod halibut and more more by the way is rockfish i had rockfish i pan fried it it was delicious really? uh, it turns out yeah if you put uh, ginger or uh garlic together uh with anything it turns out it's going to be delicious mm. each shipment contains premium cuts of individually wrapped portions of delicious seafood that are ready to prepare and easy to cook. Wild Alaska Company seafood is always wild, never farmed or modified, and contains no antibiotics. So right now you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash Jackie Laurie. So it's 15 bucks off the first box for Wild Alaskan. It's Alaskan, A-L-A-S-K-A-N, company.com slash Jackie Laurie. The link will be in the notes. And uh, I also like the fact that uh, I can get fresh locks delivered, put it in the freezer, go buy some um, bagels, and I have bagels and locks. Yeah. My, my also, life is complete. Like every month, their box and their, the uh, the container, the, you know, all the, all the stuff that, that keeps the fish cold becomes more and more recyclable. I'm just like, oh, They're working. almost nothing is, goes in the garbage. I, I freaking love it. I wish other companies would do that. So do it, folks. 15 bucks off. WildAlaskanCompany.com slash Jackie Laurie. Who, who is it? Is it Pat Brown? Our comic of the week. Yes. Is that how you're going to announce it? You should announce it more dramatically. Right. Uh, yeah. on pins and needles. Right. Never, it never say the name, then the credits, then the name. But yeah. I did it. I dropped the ball. Like yes. an amateur hour over here. <laughs> uh, our comic she's is great. Pat Brown. And uh, her, uh, her uh, Twitter, Twitter is, is at Pat Brown Show. Yep. And uh, she's a New York comic. She's hilarious. We just watched her Colbert. Uh, yeah. Great. Yeah. It was great. I liked I liked how she uh, she introduced herself and sort of brought the audience together. What a great mm-hmm. way. You know, even yeah. on Colbert, that's gutsy stuff, too. I like I like it when when um, people treat like a TV show as another show, right? As the, you know, it, it feels like, you know, cause I always get in my head, right. Where I'm just like, Oh, it has to be, it has to be something, but you're also supposed to have fun. And she looked like she was having fun. The material was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, very, fun. very relaxed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well done. Pat Brown at Pat yeah. Brown show. Yeah. So check it Binder, out. Binder Booker. Out Pat Brown. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we had an Irish priest, uh, do the ceremony. 
Oh, you did, you had a priest and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, with the ashes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, we tried to mix my mom and dad together, but they Catholic, the Catholic uh, church doesn't allow that. So, yeah. uh, so I'll just do it privately at home. Cause I've got a little bit of their ashes, uh, still left. Does she want, uh, does she, she doesn't want to be, uh, thrown in the field next to, uh, where the bulls are. No, no, in Ireland, in my closer. No, she yeah. wants no part of my closer uh, <laughs> on my album. Uh, Excellent. Uh, no, she wasn't Irish, so uh, didn't that meant nothing to her? Um, okay, what was what was her ancestry? Do we know? And oh, that's right. English. That's it, basically. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So she's, yeah. she's we put her down. My son, yeah, it was just like a lot of milestones and the album became for sale. I, I also didn't want to push it too much because I was hoping people would buy it instead of streaming it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was pushing it a little last week. And then when it went for sale, I, I kind of, uh, you know, started being annoying, which I will be for about two more weeks. And did they play it on, um, you probably didn't get it on Laugh, on the Laugh Network on Sirius XM because it's not. I don't have Sirius, so I don't. No, know. no. Well, eight hundred pound gorilla didn't tell you if they played it on Sirius. I don't know. I I should ask them. Uh, they sent me a two page marketing document, yeah, with assets and links and yeah. things to post. Yeah. And I looked at it and then I went away. <laughs> and then I spent yesterday breaking it down into. So the w- two weeks before it goes up on the Tuesday, uh, this should be tweeted and this should be posted the next yeah. Tuesday. This should be done. This should be done. And I made it through, I think, s- three of the seven things that I'm supposed wow. to do each of these days. Yeah. And um, and then so yesterday I went and I looked at each of them and. I have the video, right? So that will help. They did make yeah. a nice sketch out of one of your bits. Yeah, they did. It was fun. Yeah. I'm that, like, do them all now. <laughs> yeah, do more, do more. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, do me, do me. Except for they don't have to do me because they have just me telling the joke. So they're oh, not yeah. going to bother uh, putting production into that. But they do have some of the clips. One of the clips, they um, they cut around the joke to uh, sort of just do the setup of the punchline. I am sympathetic, but uh, not supportive. Uh, so because the the camera work on it mm-hmm. is epileptic, right? Like where they're just like, okay, setup, setup, slide to the rest of the setup, slide to the rest of the setup, punchline. And I'm like, no, 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 please, please don't uh, <laughs> make everybody have a seizure. Uh, just trying to see 15 seconds of this joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, just play the setup or just play the punchline. Yes. They'll, or pick something else. Mm-hmm. And um, the weird thing that did happen was they uh, Raw Dog played the album uh, early. Is that bad? Uh, I don't know that they'll play it on the day it comes out. Why? Why can't they do that? Because they already home? played it. So? I know. That's what they I They only need to play it once in their entire career. <laughs> well, okay. they played it start to finish. Oh, I see. And uh, and I guess that the email I got a call from from Dan saying, hey, they played it early. And I said, did he do that thing that we all do where he read half an email? And then he just did the thing and he goes, that's exactly I think what he did. And I was like, well, we've all done that. Uh, And I'm psyched that he played it, you know, but but I hope that he'll play it again on November 16th. So, yeah. We will see. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, do you have a 
like my thing was uh, Pandora was going to stream it for free for a week and then it would go for uh, uh, on exclusively you know, on Pandora uh, streamed yeah. it for a week. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, like, I guess th that's some income, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. It seems it's, like Pandora isn't a lot of income. It's well, it, the thing is, is it will, and it'll take three months, I think for you to, to, to feel it. Right. Right. Um, but there will be, you will get additional income. It will help. And it might, you know, so I found out about the streaming of the thing by, because I think one of the hosts of the serious show sent a screenshot to me that he had played it. And so I passed that on to, to 800 and I was like, what does this mean? And they're like, Oh, it means he, he spun it too soon. Yeah. And, but I, but I responded to that guy saying, Hey, why don't you play the rest of my albums? <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, maybe it might work. How about a five hour Jackie Cajun show? Just a right. and don't oh, Jackie Gay. And please don't play them backwards as you listen to me get worse at stand-up comedy. <laughs> Which some some fan told me that he listened to my albums. I told you this, I think, is that he yeah. listened to them backwards to hear me get worse at stand-up comedy. And I was like, <laughs> don't do that. Why would you? Why, why not start? And then you don't know why you like me when you listen to circus people. You're like, oh, this is all right. And then you listen to, <laughs> then you listen to Brad and you're like, oh, that's why I like her. And then you listen to Horcrux and you're like, this is amazing. And then you listen to Hero and you're like, oh my God, oh my God. Sure. Like, sure. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. And do that in preparation for the new one, which is called Staycation. By the way, people are introducing me as her new album, Staycation, is out. Please welcome Jackie Kashan. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, I, I feel like you've done everything you can to help people say your name right. And at this, at this point, it's on them. If they're saying the album right and your name wrong, you, it's not your fault anymore. <laughs> Something's gone horribly awry. Yeah. So um, I am looking forward. Uh, the, I think that's the only sets I've got because I only have one set in Minneapolis at Acme. I'm doing one 20 minute set on Saturday, first show. Um, and, but it's going to be fun. Like Kostaki's going to be there and Chad Daniels and Mary Mack. And, um, that'll be great. Yeah. So it, that, that, that'll be fun. And, um, but I, I was like, do you have any sets? No, week? I have very little coming up this week and, uh, I need to, I don't know. I just oh. had too much happening this past week. I wasn't really focused on it. And now I'm like, all right, I have, you know, I want to, I want to, when I get to uh, the Creek at the end of this month, November, when this is coming out, I want to, you know, I would like to be doing as little material from the album that just came out as possible, you know? So I just want to start, you know, tagging stuff that I have, make expanding it a little bit. Also, I, I was going back and li I listened to this one set I did in Tacoma in March of 2020, right before everything locked down. Yeah. And it, I was calling it coronavirus and just made a few touching jokes when people were someone high fived each like uh, somebody else. And back then, of course, we were all wiping things down and worrying or being told to wipe things down and stuff, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, it was pardon. Yes, we should. Uh, uh, I just said yes, but I do think that we should continue to wipe things down just in general because yeah, things are for gross. Sure. For sure. Yeah. And don't touch people's palms ever again. <laughs> no palm touching. 
Uh, but yeah, so uh, I'm just like looking for stuff I was working on, but dropped because we went all of a sudden went into crazy lockdown and Zoom shows and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. We'll see. I just want to, I, I don't want people mouthing punchlines to jokes. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that happened one time where there was a kid in the front row who was mouthing the words as I as I told the joke, it was Horcrux, I believe. Uh, what it did do was make me switch to brand new material in that moment because it was super distracting. He was a nice yeah. guy, right? And yeah. I was psyched that he liked the material as much as they did, as he did. But um, but it was super distracting. Hey, these I are jokes. It's not, they're not songs, okay? We don't want you singing along. <laughs> singing along is hard. Yes. And uh, I, do have a, <clears throat> I do have a Thursday set. I have a set at the Improv with Tony Sam. Oh, neat. Yeah. So that, that'll be, that'll be good. Cause I need, um, the, the, the dynasty there was, there was, <clears throat> it was a Halloween show. Yeah. So there was, everybody was in costume. Yeah. I was not in costume, but one might think I was in costume because I was wearing my Captain Marvel jackets mm. and, um, and a pair of Carhartts. Anyway. So I was just, uh, just dress like I do. And, sure. and, and, um, but it was interesting. There was a guy from New York who was on the show. Everybody was kind of musical. I think somebody played a theremin. Either they played a theremin. Maybe okay. that was the violin lady, Becky. Okay. Um, anyway, everybody was so great, but it was all super like multimedia. Like there was a trio, uh, who opened, uh, Matt McCarthy uh, was hosting and he kept changing outfits. And that was, so that was sort of multimedia. And that um, is, that's so much work. That's more work than a PowerPoint, I think. Yeah. But Larry Owens, that was the guy's name. He's from New York and he had correct that he sang to and he sang a bit. He would <laughs> sing the bit. Okay. And it was, his voice was amazing. And the bit was, um, was the one that I liked the best? Anyway, they were all great. And, but everybody, there was a lot of singing. There was somebody had a guitar, somebody had a violin and, uh, and he had the tracks. And then I got up and I was like, I don't sing you guys. It's just with the, and so, and we were all just doing tens mm -hmm. and so everybody was, did 12. Was yeah. Wendy, <laughs> was Wendy Ho on the show doing any of her greatest shits? No, I wish uh, I do, have. Have you listened? Did you take the time to listen to Wendy Ho's greatest shit? No, <laughs> it's, uh... she's super liberal. She she doesn't tweet too much. She's probably on some other some other social media. But she's mm -hmm. like, I was like, who is this lady? Because I've never heard of her. Maybe um, she can be comic of the week one day. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> slowing, slowing the thought process, possibly. <laughs> A lot of silence. Okay. You know what? We haven't done, we haven't pursued a lot of musical comics. No, we did have Karen Gilgariff who became yeah, a guitar comic a, against her will. Yes. Almost, yes. right? Also a, a great stand-up as well. Oh, I think speaking. We're, yeah, we're mostly mic only. We respect people who just use the mic, right? And no instruments. Basically. We have standard, we, 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 we have a standard that that we right. drift to you know yes. and that yes. is mostly just straightforward stand-up mic talking yeah. but there are you know i would say that 
because when we came up, of course, guitar comics were mocked mercilessly. They were yes. the punchline of of a lot of. I used to do. I very very short lived joke about how I got laid, and uh, my friend asked me if it was safe sex, and I said it was with a guitar comic. There's nothing safer. <laughs> Gonzo and, was really good. Did you ever work with Doctor Gonzo? I he never was did. But was he a doctor? Was he a doctor? He was not a physician. No. <laughs> But he, PhD, PhD uh, in guitar. He, he would actually open for bands at the Concord Pavilion. And mm-hmm. um, and he did like, you know, funny. He was actually a good musician. So it, they they liked him. And then he would go on the road and just kind of crush with funny songs and stuff like I, that. I'm loath to mention my favorite guitar comics because now everyone's like, is that the one you slept with? No. <laughs> uh, but then Gonzo left comedy and became and moved to his old hometown in some little little town in Illinois and became the mayor. And then I lost huh. track because I left Facebook. <laughs> so I don't know. His name is John Means on Facebook. But an interesting trajectory. He got out of comedy or uh, and into, know, the rest of elf, us we had to. <laughs> he Al Frankened it, went into politics. Yeah, and, I uh, guess so. Yeah. I guess so. For sure. a little bit, yeah. And well, I... Yeah, I don't, I don't, they were all, they were all interesting. Rob Paravonian, who I have not slept with, uh, is a, <laughs> oh, no, uh, have to add this to all of them now. <laughs> is actually a very, uh, you know, he, he, he's, he's good. I like him a great deal and he's Armenian. So I've, you know, I'm prone to, oh, to this like again. Him it's, uh, so I, it's, he's, yeah. So, but I do like, I do like a a show that has a lot of diverse, you know, a lot of different kinds of stand-up, but I was so, it was so loud and crowded in the green room that I had to go sit, I had to go sit in a corner. And then the audience likes, likes it a lot. They you know? enjoy divert. They they enjoy the the differences as well when it's kind of different formats. It's a different way of listening if somebody's playing a, an instrument than it is to like just words, words, words. So, so I think it's good for the crowd. And then I went to the improv, and there was more wackiness. There was more people. There was more singing. And then I was like, "What is happening? Why is why is diversity following me?" And uh, so I, I don't. Do you mean like diverse? Like I don't. Not, Diversity as singing, it's right. Well, it, I mean, I'm just using it literally. Sorry, just uh, yeah, I didn't mean it in terms of um, uh, race, gender, or sexuality. I meant it in terms of Demanding holding an shows and they put right. more white men singing. <laughs> <laughs> Someone, it was very nice. Someone did come up to me last night because I, um, because I was, I, I, I didn't work on my new bits last night. I worked on. You know, my gender sexuality bit, it's on an album. One might say that it's done, except for it's not done. I'm writing new tags to it, and I've combined them and moved them into different parts of it, and I'm having really good time with it, quite honestly. So I'm just doing that bit because I love it so much right now, and I've got this new new tag in the middle of it that I want to yeah. make sure works. And it's almost there. Anyway, but uh, afterwards, uh, one of the younger comics came up and said, um, you know, it's so nice to hear someone do a they them bit who isn't a they them. And I was like, yeah, I think I say that I'm that the they them. I mean, I, I say I'm a she her just because who cares? It, I mean, I am. I mean, I think that the they them is something that you identify as to sort of define yourself and to, and to, and to sort of pep talk yourself into being yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and my bit is about how 
I wish there had been a they them to sort of push me over that identity crisis when I was a kid. Yeah. Right. And yes. um, I don't think I've heard this part. Well, no, this is me just talking like a person. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, um, but the, the, it's, it's, but that, I mean, I, 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 I essentially just yell a bunch of times, where was they, them when I was a kid? Cause right, right. nothing is more of a, they, them than this. <laughs> and, uh, and so, but then I just do the, the, the bits as they are, but I think it's, cause I think it's super interesting because two different, two different acquaintances of mine mm -hmm. have told me about their 11 year olds having gender and sexuality issues where um, the gender kid was, who told me this story? It was uh, their 11 year old daughter said, I'm polyamorous and non-binary. And her mom said, do you know what those words mean? And the kid said, no, but Allison is, and I want to be <laughs> that. And um, Darla, actually, I told Darla that story, and Darla wrote the punchline, which is, that sounds like monogamy. <laughs> <laughs> which is a very funny line. And then the other kid was crying and went to her mom, and she was 11, and she said, I don't know what my sexuality is. And, um, and my friend was like, I wanted to say, it's 11. You don't, you don't get to, but I didn't say that because it felt rude. And so I just said, you know how you can't have, um, you can't cure, you know, you are what you are. You love, love is love, whatever. Yeah. And, um, you will know what your sexuality is when you feel sexual towards somebody else. And then you'll be 18 and you'll act on that. 18. And sure. the, that, yeah. That and then long. that, well, and She's like, I would love for you to wait till you were 18. And then I would love for you to never tell me about it. <laughs> and, uh, and so, but she's like, you don't know what your sexuality is. If you'll, you know what it will be or if it will be right until it actually happens, you'll find out if you're attracted to men or women or, um, or not at all. Right. Or, or what it will be. And, um, I don't know if it's going to be an Andy Richter's, uh, Actually, I'm going to say I'm not going to I'm not going to say because it was on the podcast. Listen to the Andy Richter podcast. He had a very funny story about his kids okay. and it's his story. So I'm going to let that. Be. Yeah, um, I do. I, it is interesting that your two examples and the examples I've heard of younger kids have all been girls. And yeah. I wonder if girls are, you know, you, you're growing and then you then you come up to a certain age. Where you're like, wait what am I supposed to do now? I'm supposed to wear crop tops. I'm supposed to be this. I'm supposed to be that. And maybe that's sending girls into a tailspin early, yeah, um, which is awful, but it's also good that they're like, wait, I don't want to do this. And I, and now I hear that I don't have to. Right. I can just you know? be a people who grows yes. up to be an adult. Yeah. Like, cause I, th I think that's, that's part of the gender identity stuff is like, I don't want any part of your sort of boy trope or girl trope. Mm -hmm. Can I, do I still get to be me? Right. Cause I don't necessarily feel like a man or a woman, you know, I feel, I always feel like me and you know, like what I, what I, what I think that is being said more often, which I think is great is you just like, Yes. The key thing is you have to be an adult and you have to take responsibility for your actions, but you could be whatever gender you, you know, you can, you can wear crop tops and you can wear Carhartts and you can do whatever you want. Yeah. I think I mean more what society expects girls to but do. No, no. Is, I is totally agree. Is some girls are like, 
Because both of my nieces have made these announcements that are are like the same thing of, do you know what that means? And I don't think they do, but they, you know, and not only is it's, you know, things that, you know, it's a peer peer group thing. And, you know, if they, they live in Oregon in Portland, so it's like, of course, everyone there is, you know, trying on different different identities and stuff like that. But I wonder if there's just, uh, you know, uh, just a kind of revulsion of, of what you're supposed to turn into when you turn 13 or 14 and get breasts and all that kind of stuff. Right. I think, I think you are right that, that they're spinning a little bit earlier than boys. Cause I haven't heard about boys doing this, but that doesn't mean yeah. it's not happening. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I do, I do support both you and me and maybe we can lead the vanguard of being comedians who uh, make bits better that have been recorded and put the new versions on new albums. Yeah, maybe. Or people in the audience are psyched because they got to see, uh, you know, a more of a meatier version of whatever bit it is. Hey, let's take let's take another break. Okay. Hey, it's Jesse. What you're about to hear is real. Hey, this is Chris. Hi, Chris. It's Jesse calling for Maximum Fun. Hey, Jesse. I heard that you got into a car accident. Yeah, I was listening to Stop Podcasting Yourself, and I just laughed so hard that I uh, slammed into a construction barrier. Do <laughs> uh... you remember what it was that was so funny? I will never forget, I'm sure. They started talking about Vegas and the, you know, if it happens here, it stays here, and that slogan. And then Graham was talking about, oh, you know, wasn't there some other slogan for another commercial? I was like a commercial for food and it said like whatever's in there stays in there i can't remember what it was clams or something (laughs) (laughs) clams just so ridiculous and man i got lightheaded i was laughing so hard (laughs) next thing i know (laughs) smash they are they are just brilliantly funny so i talked to dave and graham from stop podcasting yourself we would like to pay your car repair bill is that okay that, I mean, that would be super nice, Jesse. I really uh, thank you. I appreciate that. We're back. We are back. I want so many things. Um, but financial stability, guaranteed health care. <laughs> no, I feel oh. like I have financial stability, um, but I don't have a 15 year old who's going to want to attend some sort of university in three years. So I did watch a show on PBS called American Veteran hosted by Drew Carey. I forget that Drew Mm -hmm. Carey was in the Marines. I forget Drew Carey. Oh, well, he was, uh, I saw when I saw him, that was just a line that was sitting there. He's a nice (laughs) guy. He's a perfectly nice guy. There's that, right. You're just ripping to say about Drew Carey. I've never heard a creepy thing about him. Right. You just had to say it because it literally was just lobbed to you. You're correct. Yes. And, um, but the uh, but it's on it's a PBS series and it's called um, American Veterans. Mm-hmm. And it was fascinating because, you know, I have um, these people that that teach and some of their students are veterans like Andy hey. teaches. My brother Russ teaches and some of their favorite students are veterans. Mm-hmm. And the first episode was about boot camp. And, you know, in Hollywood, we see this depiction of boot camp and um, the, the hour goes through the different 
it just does. It's all anecdotal. It's all veterans talking about boot camp, and it's the Marines, the Army, the Air Force, the Coast Guard, and um, and the Navy. And there was there. It was just sort of about how you know when you go through boot camp, you get this team mentality that is also an of following orders mentality, where you leave and you are you're on time. You do tasks. Your procrastination is less. You uh, <laughs> you are tidier. It's one of the things I've always enjoyed about uh, people in uniform is that they're usually cleaner. And um, but the but it was really great. Like I know so many like the comics that I know that are that are veterans mm-hmm. are such different motivators, right? That you could you could it sort of lit it it sort of made me think about the comics that I know that are that are that are that are veterans that mm-hmm. that their attitude towards stand up is so varying, so different from my own and different from other you know they're not. They show up early. They do the work. It's and it's because they were shouted at a lot, probably. And um, <laughs> but it was it was a fascinating hour. It's a different way to come at stand up because usually stand up attracts uh, anarchists a little bit or people that just want to sleep all day and stay up all night and stuff like that. So it's a yeah, it's a but, you know, stand up attracts everybody, as we've seen <laughs> whether you used to be the star of Entourage or whether you were in the military. Right, right. Everybody uh, thinks they're funny and and thinks that they could probably do stand-up. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, they probably can. Uh, so if you want to do stand-up, just yeah, do there it. Was this, there was this guy, Noel Miller, who sold out the improv three shows, but he's mm-hmm. like, he's not a stand-up, right? He's a hip-hop star or like someone said youtube hip hop youtube i'm like but he sold out like you know i was at the improv a couple of weeks ago it was great great line did i complain about this last week or maybe i just <laughs> complained about it but it was like a great lineup of comics that are really funny and it wasn't sold out and then somebody who's like like i can understand why a club is putting up you know, like they got to we they're like clubs are like, we got to pay for the comedy shows. So we're going to have a YouTube show and that right. will pay for our actual comics doing, working out their sets. You know, I it's, don't know. It's, it's like in the 90s when Lewis used to book hypnotists. Yeah. Like, I have to fill the room. Leave me alone. Yeah. That's you know? he, you, I we hypnotize so you can headline. That's our <laughs> right. That's and Jake, it. Jake Johansson selling a t-shirt that says, touch it. And I, and I busted his balls about it. And he goes, I have a mortgage. Leave me alone. <laughs> and I was like, fair enough. Congratulations on the mortgage. And so right. we right, all have I bills. Gotta, I got to figure out my, I got to figure out my, my touch Your mortgage it. money. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Reduction comedy. Brand new, brand new. Look at these, huh? Never been touched. <laughs> Just by the original owner. Just by the original owner. Bigger than I want them to be across your chest with ladies by that. <laughs> well, I hope not, but probably. Uh, I think I think you'd be printing money. Make a boob shirt. Maybe. And so anyway, where are we at here, Kyle? We're almost there. Well, that's cryptic. We got two minutes left. Thank you. <gasps> what? Uh, so we're uh, yeah. So Josh, um, 
Josh was very nice and put me up on Friday and then said, you know, you could just email me your avails every Monday. Yeah. And I was like, you I got are not going on. You yeah. are not wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh I wish I could think of doing that. But I am I am scrambling trying to oh the NDA thing I signed. Mm-hmm. I got a call back. Oh, nice. Hey, cool. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.